Absolutely thrilled. Absolutely thrilled, friends. Welcome back to the Yoga Liberty podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to invite Chris Kendall of At the Raw Advantage today. I have been a super fan from a distance for a long time. He has an incredible ebook about creating raw vegan pizzas that is phenomenal and he is part of the ultimate raw vegan bundle in fact he is one of the founders of the ultimate raw vegan bundle i feel absolutely blessed and grateful to have him on today's podcast this is an incredible conversation that was meant to be about kundalini versus vinyasa and just went to this whole new level of yogic philosophy and living a yogic life and how you can create a life that you love through the philosophy of yoga. Um, Without further ado, I would love to have you jump right into this episode. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, I'm super excited to be going live today with someone that I think is amazing Chris Kendall he is in the all-new ultimate raw vegan bundle and he is actually a kundalini yoga teacher which is super cool um, because I teach primarily vinyasa I also teach uh, jivamukti ashtanga restorative yin yoga and um, a few other styles of yoga but Chris teaches kundalini which I do not teach And he's going to talk to us today about which is better, kundalini or vinyasa. It's like a, it's like a um, yoga off. So, (laughs) um, but really, honestly, you know, the secret is, well, the secret is that all yoga is good yoga. So it doesn't matter what you do, but we're going to talk today a little bit about um, the different, the different types of of yoga. Hey! Hey! How's it going? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yourself? Super. I'm so excited to finally meet you. Oh, because I have been following you for a really long time. You know, I'm friends with Lissa. And oh, sweet. Nate. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so I asked Lissa one time. I was like, Why aren't you going to do a dehydrator book? On, yeah. on on pizzas, you know, like a dehydrated pizzas. And she's like, I can't do that to Chris. I can't do it. And so <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. So <laughs> Maybe one day. Well, she, you know, I, I feel the same though. I'm like, I'm not going to do a burger book. She's already done a burger book, right? So, yeah, but it, yeah, it's always fun to promote book. each other too. You know, it's always fun to promote each other. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's really cool to be a part of the community. Like, I'm super excited about the Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle because there's so many different people. Over yeah. over 50 books, thousands of recipes, um, yoga and raw food, and there's some philosophy in there. I just Mindset. Um, Ron Ronnie yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah, he's great. And, hey. Yeah, his book is really amazing. I love yeah, his book. Lots of it was uh, raw vegan myths and. Yeah. Um, Debunked. 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 Uh, Lots of really great information in there and a lot to learn. So there's so much diversity in the Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle. You can grab it. Um, It's limited time. It's only available until the 1st of November. So get it sooner rather than later. But uh, you can get it in my bio or in Chris's bio. Or you can go go to... Or my bio, yeah. Go to your bio. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, um, I I wore my man this... bun for the yoga talk because oh. I, I I don't I don't wear a man bun. I actually feel really weird in it, except for when I'm doing yoga or talking about yoga. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I always got something kind of yoga y on myself. I have my Hamza sweatshirt on. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, how did you get into yoga? Tell me. Wow, it goes back quite a ways. Um. I first got into yoga in around 98, 99, 99-ish, 98, 99, that time. Um, and I got into it because I was falling apart, really. Like, I was smoking, drinking, eating fast food, like, baking double cheeseburger pizzas was my main meal for lunch, and a pack of cigarettes a day was normal, you know, anyways. So I was just doing all that kind of stuff. And 
I knew I needed something. I just, I knew I needed something. I didn't know what. I was going to bed wishing I'd die. Like I literally, I'd go to bed wishing I wouldn't wake up. That's where I was at. And of all places, I found yoga in Walmart. I was in Walmart. There was a bulk bin of VHS tapes. If people here understand and remember what VHS tapes are, hopefully people do, you know. Um, but yeah, VHS tapes, it was a Rodney Yee. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, Rodney Yee intermediate, intermediate Power Yoga. And that was my intro to yoga. And I, I brought that home, popped it in the VCR, and uh, started doing it every day until I didn't need the tape anymore. And that's what set me off on my path of yoga. Yeah, Rodney Yee and Patricia Walden were like the two big people that went on. Um, oh, yay, congratulations, Elevate Holistic Wellness on getting the bundle. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Rodney Yee and Patricia Walden were like the two big people on VHS that did. Yeah. And actually, Patricia Walden is a big reason why we have yoga in the United States because she yeah. worked with Iyengar who okay. she brought a yeah. over and they founded yoga journal and yeah. um that's when they started having yoga journal conferences and it was really an Iyengar um yeah. conference so speaking of um mutual friends nice cream king is in the room yes, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. um good energy today so uh, how did you get into kundalini we got a Leo in the house. I just got Leo, got to give Leo some love here. He's like, I what? Um, so, so, yeah, the, my first intro was just from a VHS tape, and I hadn't gone to really any classes uh, in my first probably year, year and a half. I just really did the tape, you know, and then read books. And uh, about a year and a half, two years later, I moved to Vancouver, and I went to a couple different studios there. And there was one studio that just jumped out because I was still, you know, like I was a broke skateboarder, didn't have a lot of money. And that was my, my main goal was skateboarding. And I found this, this uh, yoga studio that was halfway down a hill, probably about 20 blocks from my, uh, 15 blocks from my house. And I just bombed the hill on my skateboard, just, but I went in there and I noticed that they had free classes if you went at four in the morning, which was like the traditional time, it, I could be off by half an hour, it was like 3.30 or 4.30, but it was really early. And it was like a two hour intense, like, you know, like super intense high level Kundalini class, but because it was free and I was trife, I was willing to go for it. So I just started going to the Kundalini classes. And I mean, it was really funny. Cause like I'd go in there with like cut off jean shorts and like a beanie and like, pull up on my skateboard like roaring down the street just like you know go into the studio and like everyone's full in white you know like got the headdresses and like the bindis and like like soft eyes not even looking at each other like totally in their zen you know and i'm like like yeah what's up like let's do this you know and it was super traditional um you know like had the books and chanting and like everything like to the nine you know and um i did that a, a whole bunch and then it was a long time that i before I went to another Kundalini studio, but I did happen upon uh, Yogi Bhajan's uh, training manuals. Someone gifted them to me and I got like all of his training manuals and went through all of those myself as well. And then since then wow. I've been to numerous other Kundalini classes and stuff, but really it started off with that, uh, that intro. What an incredible gift to get all those Yogi Bhajan books. They're beautiful. Yeah. There's six of them yeah. and uh, they're, they're really, really awesome. Like continuing practice and, and the main manual and a whole bunch of others. So they're, they're fun. That's really fascinating. I'm always super excited when I see someone who's been taught yoga in a traditional way, because yeah. there's so few of us in modern times. Yeah. And um, it's really phenomenal to see people spreading like what the original yogic message was, because yeah. it's not at all what people think. It, it actually has nothing to do with the physical practice and and no, the physical no. practice is just a gateway to get us to a higher level of consciousness so that we can reach meditation so that we can reach what's called samadhi or enlightenment and yeah, yeah. that ha that's sorely missing in a lot of modern yoga so for sure um, it's 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 just yeah. all physical 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 you know pranayama is, is a little bit of a side shoot for a lot of people you know but um, but I, I will be, I will be fully honest, you know, like I, I don't consider myself like a traditional Kundalini teacher. Um, I, I do my own set, but I, for me, cause I, I found a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, 
amazing benefits from yoga and from Kundalini. I take myself kind of as like a poke in the butt to get out there and learn from more, you know, long-term traditional teachers and stuff like that. Kind of like an intro to Kundalini is, is kind of how I do my core, my classes. That's very approachable. And I think that's really appropriate and amazing and awesome. And there's room for everything. Absolutely. There's room for everyone and, yeah. and every way of, of reaching different people. Like not everyone is going to, you know, the, the people who would enjoy my class are not going to necessarily enjoy your class. And the people who are going to enjoy your class are not necessarily going to enjoy my class. And, but and hopefully so that's why they do. So <laughs> well, I mean, Hopefully. Okay. like I've been teaching yoga now for 16 years. I owned yeah. the largest yoga studio in Nevada um, for 10 years, and um, I had I had over 10,000 clients at the studio, and wow. there definitely were people that did not like me. So I, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that I, I'm I, okay I have that. some people that like, don't yeah. like me. <laughs> a couple. Just a couple. That's part of the experience. It's all yeah. right. And then on the it, internet, you know, for years, I wouldn't get on the internet because I had a really bad experience when uh, Periscope first came out. I don't know if you're familiar, but I, just, I did a live feed and people all over the world were calling me fat and it was just like horrific for me. And yeah. I, I felt very scarred by it. So for many years, I did not get online because of that. And now, yeah. you know, I think we talk about like trolls and people who are purposefully yeah. trying to be mean on the internet and not taking it personally and how people yeah. hide behind the screen. But at that time, it really wasn't something that we were talking about. And so I took it very personally and I'd yeah. never taught online again until I met Lissa. Yeah. Um, and so about a year and a half ago, I started back online and it's been really Ooh. wonderful. That's I definitely awesome. have had to deal with trolls again but um, yeah. deal with it differently. So, you know, but when you go online, you get um, more people that don't like you. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's, there's I mean, always yeah. the keyboard warriors, right? And the people yeah. that just, they're, they're so angry that they just need to spill it out and criticize people. And, and other people who, it's just a sport. Like I know there definitely are people who they, they just, they're just trying to get a rise out of people, you know, that's it, right? But yeah, um, yeah. on TikTok, yeah. that's very, that's very prevalent. There's people that create um, profiles just to be oh, negative yeah. on other people. You so too, if too. I see that, if I see somebody on TikTok that doesn't have any posts, they don't have a profile picture and they're negative, I just immediately just block them. Like now yeah. I just do block, block, delete, move on. You know, yeah. so. I, I usually laugh. I, I've gotten like, I've been pretty blessed. I don't get a lot of uh, like hate mail or, or like friction, but I do get some, you know, some. And yeah, yeah. I, I just laugh now. I honestly like when people say stuff. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> just like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but if if people are belligerent, I block them. Like if they're if they're very rude and belligerent, I just immediately block too. Yeah, I don't get a whole lot, um, but um, I do I do get some, and it and it's been hard, and it's fun to like, it's good to to be able to have these experiences and then talk to my students about it. Because a lot of the people I work with, um, I work exclusively online now. I do yoga teacher training online one-on-one. -on -one, wow, and cool. I do, yeah, I think it's better awesome. that way. And, yeah. um, and uh, I can really help people one-on-one. -on -one. You know, when, yeah. I, when I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, we're gonna go at their pace. You know, we, I do a 10-week program. We're gonna focus on the things that they need to focus on individually. We're yeah. going to make a business plan for them yeah. individually because it's very different for each person. Some people wanna do a nonprofit. Some people wanna do a community-based program. Some people wanna do their own studio. Some people wanna do an online studio. Some people wanna work in gyms. Some, you know, like everybody has something different and a mm -hmm. different demographic. And I've worked with thousands and thousands of people. I've graduated over 1,118 people from my that's program. Huge. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, I just, I was really called to do this. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I, I know it's, it seems funny to say this, but I've tried, I tried over 35 careers before I became a yoga teacher. And yeah. now I've been doing this for 16 years. I've been practicing yoga for 35 years, and I really feel called yeah. to yeah. do this. But, um, yeah. so I work with people individually online and help them to develop, not just how to teach yoga, but how yeah. to create a business plan. And some people who are already certified 
I just help them create a business plan to be profitable as a yoga teacher and sustainable because I've been paying my bills through yoga now for, you know, a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. Probably about 13 years. Um, yeah. And you have to, you have to be able to make money to continue your journey. You have to be able, if you don't make money teaching yoga, you can't continue to teach yoga. So we've got yeah. to find a way that the people can teach yoga and feel good about how they're doing it. Um, the, yoga sutras, the yoga sutras does say you have to take care of your first, yourself first before you can take care of anyone else. So taking out of monetizing the gift that you've been given helps yeah. you actually reach and help more people. 100%. Isn't it amazing within yoga, within raw food, within the health industry, within like all of these industries, there can be a stigma around making money. Like it's a bad thing. Like it's, it's wrong. And, and then the funny thing is people go around and work at like, you know, like an alcohol store or sell like, you know, sell cigarettes and like not think twice or work at a meat, meat packing factory, you know, like it's just like, it's so wild. It's just such a wild perspective that uh, can be prevalent. And I've heard, you know, like you should be just giving it away for free. It's like, no, this is stuff that is like time garnered through experience and like benefits other people instead of tears them down. Like, I'm not trying to make a case that it needs to be like 10 times the price or anything, but at the same time, it's very valuable. And I think it's uh, that's, that's a huge roadblock for a lot of people, I think, that are entrepreneurs on the health journey to feel their worth and be comfortable you know, putting a price on their, their experience and their services. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's always going to be a way for everyone to afford it. So like you were saying, yeah. you went to a 4am class, you know, it was yeah. like spirit was saying to you, how much do you want this, Chris? Because we'll yeah. give it to you free, but you have to get up really early in the morning to do it. And I'm sure you, yeah. know, you said you were a skateboarder. I'm sure that you weren't like, Oh yeah, 3 a.m. That's my morning time. I like to get up every day. Like it was, no, it was not. work for you to do that, and you had it to was. show that you were willing. And then Spirit yeah. just kept revealing for you, like, oh, and here's these great books by Yogi Bhajan. Mm -hmm. That's such a beautiful story. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, and you know, it, it is wild. It only continued as well because, you know, like m my practice was just my own. I, I had gone to numerous uh, classes, but not a lot. Like I, you know, just a few here and there. Um, and then I lived with two yoga teachers that were just phenomenal. They were good friends and, you know, just by osmosis learned a lot from them. Um, and then I was out in Costa Rica at a, a retreat center and I had never taught classes. I was never certified. I just, you know, I started yoga in the late nineties and just, you know, practiced a bunch of different styles, read a lot of different books. And I was at a yoga center, yoga raw food center, and there was a yoga retreat and, the day before the yoga retreat, the roads got washed out. The, the teacher couldn't even make it, but they had a full retreat there. So they're like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, I've been practicing at that time for like 13, 14 years. Like I, I can do it, you know? So, um, so I taught the classes the whole time. Right. And then all of a sudden I became a yoga teacher and I was invited to like Shambhala and other festivals. I've taught yoga at multiple international festivals all, all over the world, uh, various styles. And some of them kind of, like I said, uh, kind of even just my own style, you know, but, um, my backbone kind of being power yoga and kundalini those are the the base yogas I teach and then my own brand that I call kendalini which you know for the low low price of a thousand I can certify no I, I don't I don't certify in that but but uh, I have a lot of fun doing it <laughs> that's really a fascinating and phenomenal story you know though traditionally from a traditional perspective and this is why I like to do yoga teacher training one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. is because traditionally there was no certification no, it yeah. wasn't, wasn't like that. Like you, you were called to teach yoga and when yeah. you were ready, the universe unfolded to you and, and brought you ways in which to do that. And yeah. now there's the, these agencies, you know, like yoga Alliance, yoga unify, and they're certifying people to teach mm -hmm. yoga, but they really don't. Um, it's, there is no one size fits all to yoga mm -hmm. and yoga is a continuing practice. I, I heard you say something earlier about that, that you cannot possibly we cannot, we cannot possibly learn everything we need to know about yoga in 200 hours. Yeah, I've been sure. practicing yoga for 35 years. I've been teaching for 16 years. I've hosted over 30 yoga teacher trainings. I've wow. trained all kinds of people. And I do not even close know everything about yoga. I mean, I'm sure yeah. that I've taught much more over 10,000 hours of yoga. Yeah. 
and and that's like that they say after 10,000 hours you're an expert but really yeah. like we're talking about a thousands and thousands of year old tradition with all yeah. different kinds of viewpoint from Iyengar and Patabi Joy and Yogi Bhajan and Krishnamacharya and you yeah. know and, and the Patanjali and the Hatha Yoga Pradipika and, and all these different lineages there's no way in one lifetime you could possibly learn it no. I mean Bhakti no. Yoga alone you know yeah but yeah you absolutely possibly learn it in one lifetime and, <laughs> and each branch and like each teacher brings their own uniqueness into it and it's just yeah it's like a a beautifully diverse, continually evolving practice that, you know, each person, each teacher is going to appeal to a different person, right? And even each style appeals to a different person, right? It's like personality types and, you know, specific goals, what they're doing. And, but it's a, it's something I feel so blessed to have found absolutely and to continue with as I grow. Yeah, I, me as well. I really feel super grateful that I found yoga in this lifetime. You know, I, my post today on Instagram was about how everyone that we'll meet, everyone that you'll meet today has experienced some level of trauma and some more extreme than others, but every one of us has had some kind of trauma in our life. And I know for me and many of the people I know, I've had a lot of really extreme traumas happening in my life from the time I was a child. And having, you know, discovering yoga at 11, and yeah. discovering vegetarianism at 11 years old through yeah. a book that I bought from Shivananda Yoga Institute. From There used to be a store called The Nature Company, and I bought it from The Nature Company. It was like $11. So cool. Yeah. And I started practicing yoga and at home, and I was living on a farm. I grew up on a farm, and we, we farmed and harvested our own animals, and we killed them, and I, and I helped to slaughter those animals, and that's you know, was a very impactful thing for me as a child. For sure. Yeah. And um, having the yogic principles allowed me to to not to not um, to not feel like I was weird or to give me coping skills. And I think mm -hmm. it's it. I feel so grateful that I found it. And not and not not even the yoga asana so much as you know. I mean, that's great. It's good for our bodies. It's good to keep them clean and keep our energy levels up. But the philosophies yeah. of yoga and the teachings yeah. of yoga have transformed my life in ways that I cannot possibly really expound and, and, and talk about. You know, it's, it's shaped who I am and everything in my entire life. So I'm, I'm certainly very grateful and it's made my life a lot better. It, it makes me think of a book actually uh, that's one of my favorite books ever called Beyond Words. Uh, by Siri Sachinanda. It's like one of my favorite books ever. And it is that, that expression, right? Like it's just beyond words, the impact it can make in your life and how it can change your perspective and your entire life mission and everything, right? It's like, same for me too. And because even though, you know, my intro was purely, well, yeah, I'd say purely physical, you know, being the the power yoga and like that was really the, the essence of it. There's breath work and stuff and it opened me up. But it was the introduction to yoga that really got me into what I'm doing now, you know, like the, the yogic philosophy and diet. And how, like before that, I, I, I didn't believe that diet had an impact on your physical, mental, emotional well-being. I just thought it was a pleasure tube and I could stuff Taco Bell down it all day and be awesome, you know, and that opened my eyes because, uh, you know, just after doing the asanas and, and the breath work, I was interested. I'm like, there's something to this and started reading books in yoga and that opened me up into nutrition. And then, nutrition became a mad passion of mine as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that we're all learning now that food is essential to us having, you know, positive mindsets. And when we talk about the microbiome, and the way that that grows within our body, and how the foods that we eat affect our microbiome, and our microbiome then affects our, our ability to have positivity and and serotonin and you know what's really fascinating is I I had COVID um about I want to say it's been almost two months ago um yeah. it's been a, it's been a while it took me a long time to get over it but when I was in the height of it I did not want to eat a vegetable at all no. like yeah. I had no desire to eat vegetables like fruit fruit was okay but yeah. not really like I couldn't taste or smell anything and 
Yeah. I only wanted to eat um, bad foods, like fried foods and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's really fascinating that that was the, w the way that my body craved. And I yeah. felt like it was very synthetic. Like it felt like a very synthetic illness to me. It didn't feel like anything I've ever had before. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when I feel ill, I want to eat foods that will give me more life force energy, will allow yeah. me to heal and get, get healthy faster. And it was interesting that that was not my experience um, going through that particular illness. So I don't, I don't know. Um, it just was, it was something, it was a thinking point. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I, I have very little experience with it myself, but that, that is super interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. But they say that if you're vegan, that you get over it faster. I've, yeah, I've I think heard. so. And typically, uh, are less prone to, to getting it in the first place as well. You know, I, and yeah. I mean, I feel really blessed. Like, you know, since I found yoga, it's really around that time. So it was around, it was 97 was the last time I had a cold, but I haven't had a cold since 1997. And yoga and raw food and you know, just being athletic and, and health conscious, I think has been a huge, huge point in that. Um, it was interesting because when, when the big C first came out, um, I was like, I put out a video, you know, about natural immunity and ways to improve your natural immunity. And people actually crapped on me for it. Like, we have no proof that natural immunity can help. Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, obviously, the, the more healthy you are, the, the higher antioxidant value you have in your diet and so like that, the more uh, robust your immune system or immune function is going to be. And I mean, it took about eight or nine months for studies to come out to confirm that. But it's like, it's the same kind of thing with yoga too, right? It's like, study comes out that yoga is actually beneficial for the mind. It's like, yeah, they knew that for a couple thousand years. And, and nature knew that too. Like if you eat healthy and you're naturally robust, you're more resistant against disease and, and <laughs> pestilence. You know, it's like, but it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of weird that we have have pushed ourselves away from the like being like building a better immune system. I, I think that yeah. it's really fascinating that the rewards have been like free donuts and free oh, hamburgers and and it's I, by it's design. I'd say I'd say it's by design. It's like. <laughs> Like mask up, so like, you know, yeah, like all of the recommendations lower your immunity, you know, and cause fear, fear, fear yeah. and lower your immunity. It's, to me, it's orchestrated in that sense, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that's pretty wild. It is it, very wild. It is really interesting because I went all this time without getting it and I really wasn't, uh, I wasn't putting any effort into not getting it. I do not, um, I do not wear a mask. I do not have the jab. I do not um, prescribe to a lot of the things and I, I don't m maniacally wash my hands or anything like that. But um, I started teaching live yoga again. And in the third yeah. class that I taught, someone came to my class and they had it and yeah. um, they gave it to me. And um, there were actually people who had the jab, which is interesting, but, um, and I was like, well, that's a bummer, but I actually, and my husband had it. Mm -hmm. We lived, we lived in a sailboat at the time and my husband had it oh, and wow. I did not catch it from him. I did not yeah. catch it from him. Yeah. <laughs> and then like three weeks later, I get it from somebody, but I had to actually touch yeah. someone to get it. So I feel like yeah. my immunity must be really pretty high because it did take yeah. me a long time to get it. And I was not yeah. in any way shape or form careful because I actually really wanted to get it so that I could have immunity and yes. not you know be able to not be worried about it because I I normally when I get sick I get over it really quickly or I don't mm -hmm. get sick I mean prior to that I had gotten sick uh when I was in uh right before I went to India and so that had been maybe four or five years prior to that yeah yeah so and like maybe it's possible you got it Maybe it's possible that you had one and then got another one later or who knows, you know, it's uh, hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a weird world that we're living in, but. Um, yes. Yes, it is. But, it, yes, you it's... Know, but, I, but yoga can help. It is not a cure. It is not a magic thing. You know, it's interesting. I was talking yeah. to Ron yesterday about how people will say like, oh, I'll just do yoga or I'll just eat raw foods. 
and um, that's going to fix everything. But, you know, we, yeah. we do have to rely on some modern medicine at the same time yeah. to, to fix things that we need to and, and know the limits. You know, people will sometimes come to yoga class and really what they need to go is to see a talk therapist, you yeah. know, and, yeah, uh, for sure. and not come to yoga class. Because, again, your yoga teacher probably had 200 hours of training. And yeah. they were really trained to teach fitness, not to teach emotional health. And no, so yeah. um, it's important to get the support that we need when we need it. This year, my grandfather committed suicide. And um, yeah, and, yeah, and so mental health is like crucial and important. It's really important yeah. that we take care yeah. of that. So if, if, if you're ever suffering with anything, if we are ever suffering, it's important that we find the right person to help us and not just rely on, oh, well, I'm going to eat healthy foods and yeah, exactly. um, do yoga and it'll all be fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yoga or raw food diet doesn't make you invincible and isn't the cure-all for everything. Uh, and it's good to learn from lots of people, just like with yoga, right? It's like, you know, you go to multiple studios, go to multiple teachers. Well, yeah, if you, if you have mental, emotional issues, don't just go to a raw food guy or a yogi. Like, go to some health professionals as well and mental health professionals and, and get some more perspective, right? Cause uh, right. everyone has something to offer obviously, but at the same time, when you're dealing with like severe things, it's good to go to, to ex, you know, quote unquote experts, right. And at least try and get yeah. professional help. Well, I think too, to empower ourselves, to feel empowered, to make the best decision for ourselves individually, you know, yeah. instead of relying on, you know, just because, Lisa Raw Food Romance says one thing that doesn't mean that I have to do it that way and actually Lisa nope. says that a lot she's like don't yeah. don't feel like you have to do what I do you know and yeah. I say that a lot when I'm teaching yoga don't don't feel like you have to do the kind of yoga I do that's not necessarily the right yoga for you I might just be a gateway for you to find Chris Kendall who teaches you a totally yeah. different kind of yoga you know yeah. and, and um you know, like it doesn't, we 100%. I think when we, we allow ourselves to be more open to a fluid path and yeah. we empower ourselves individually to make individual choices, there is no expert. You are yeah. the expert about your own body. And that's, that's something yeah. that we, we aren't doing right now. And it's important to, to connect to that energy of intuition and the Ajna Chakra center yeah. of our body and, and trust our own choices thousand percent i'd say the the role of a true teacher is to teach you that you're the guru of you right you're the teacher within and you know i, I strive my best to live a life without any have to's or shoulds and i strive to live a life where i'm not putting out any have to's or shoulds um you know i think that there there can be things we can learn from each other and you know there can be uh you know roadmaps and stuff that are useful to try on you know like as they are but as we experience with our own insights, you know, we'll find our own path, right? So, so you know, you can should yourself to death, I often say, right? It's like, should and yeah. have to, those, those are swear words in my vocabulary. Yeah, I am always trying to teach my husband that. He's like, you should blow a bottle, like, you should shut up. <laughs> yeah, should I, hey? Oh. <laughs> yeah, shoulds, yeah, have tos, can'ts, you know, like, no. Not for me. <laughs> it's interesting. As we're talking today, I'm thinking about language as well. And, and the way that we communicate with each other is super crucial. And I noticed that I was saying a lot of you, you, you. And I think really the better term to use is we, right? So like even within this conversation, I've yes. tried to change my language and say we need to trust ourselves. We, because we are a collective. And that's another thing that yoga teaches us that we're all one. In fact, in the Yoga Sutras, it actually says that labels serve only to divide us. We are yeah. all incarnations of God. We are yeah. all actually God in different yeah. life forms. So yeah. Yeah. you and I are exactly the same person. We are yeah. all God. We are just God experiencing life as Chris and God experiencing life as Angelica and God yeah. experiencing life as Kazakh Kami and Cher. Yeah. And put in cake. <laughs> it's another drop in the ocean, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I totally vibe with that as well. You know, I, one of one of my favorite books that I read, uh, outside of some like Beyond Words and some other, I love uh, I love uh, Autobiography of a Yogi. That was a great one too. But um, 
yeah. the uh, what are they called? Um, Conversations with God. They're pretty, yeah. pretty great, pretty mainstream, but really great books, I think. And they kind of go into that as well. Uh, obviously, yoga inspired insights or, you know, whether it was direct or not, but, uh, but pretty cool stuff kind of talking about that same kind of thing, just, you know, different vantage points of the same essence, you know, like, just all here to experience everything, which I always, always thought was really a beautiful message. Yeah, I like that message too. Have you read The Four Agreements? Yeah, it's a great book too. Yeah, yes. I remember I read that in around not too much longer after I, I found that yoga tape. It was around like 99 or 2000 I found that book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that, I was teaching in Costa Rica. I was teaching a yoga teacher training and I, um, I don't know why, but I was feeling particularly dark and I was not in a really great place. And one of my students said to me, read the four agreements and I immediately downloaded it and read it in the, in the evening and it was life-changing to me the main thing that was life-changing for me was that we all have a filter we have yeah. all experienced life through the different experiences that we've had the different people that we've met the way our parents raised us or didn't raise us the the way the the larger community that we were a part of or weren't a part of uh, the schools that we went to, the part of the world that we lived in, you know, our experience has been completely shaped by those things. And then we become a, a person in our value systems. And Joe Dispenza talks about this as well. Are you familiar with Joe Dispenza? Yeah. yeah. He talks about how neurologically by the age 35, our neural patterns are set our beliefs are set and the way that we think about the world and our lives are set, but each of us has experienced that differently. So, yeah. you know, every one of us, soul mama 55 and Vanessa Panto that just joined us and Roja Lowe's, um, all of us have, have experienced this world differently. So we have yeah. all developed a different belief system. And then we believe that, Oh, now, our belief system is the best one. So I might believe like, oh, my belief system is the best one. And why does Mine actually is. Mine, mine actually is. Right. And, and <laughs> why doesn't Chris believe what I believe? Or assuming that you would believe what I believe. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, had, I had a boyfriend one time that was like, everybody should do what I say. And I thought he was joking. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Bro, like everybody has a different path on this planet. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm the right one. And I was like, really? yeah. That's, yeah, that's how wars okay. get started. <laughs> that's, that's how some of the most crazy atrocities in, in our time has happened, right? It's like, yeah, celebrating our differences and celebrating the contrast gives so much more perspective. Yeah, yeah. If y'all have not read The Four Agreements, hurry up. After you buy the Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle, go and get your mm -hmm. copy of The Four Agreements. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to write the fifth the the five agree agreements for the next bundle oh, oh yeah that would be amazing that would be awesome <laughs> I'll, I'll probably leave that alone but that's a fun one for sure I thought it was really cool how there were people in the bundle that had different kinds of books though that had yeah. that it wasn't just straight recipe books that there was no, a lot yeah. of variety I think Absolutely. that's really neat really awesome and it's been super cool because i've been doing lives with a lot of different people but meeting people from all over the world and um their their lives all over the world and how they live differently and how they came to being um incorporating raw veganism into their life or veganism into their life and you know i uh, was meeting yesterday with pancha vega who has yeah, she's um, awesome hey danielle she's so awesome yeah she's really awesome <laughs> Instagram dropped our call, so I can't turn it into a oh. podcast. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Sad. But, um, but she was, she's a raw vegan chef. And how mm. she got to become a raw vegan chef is just phenomenal. Oh, fruit juice, congratulations on your, on your ultimate raw vegan bundle. Um, but they're really fascinating books and, mm. and different everyone has a different take on how to do it and, and yeah. how they expounded upon what they were talking about. You know, in Nate's book, um, the nice cream book that Nate wrote, um, Nate, the nice cream King, yeah. he wrote in the beginning of his book and that's not in the bundle. It's a, that's a much older book, but in yeah. the introduction to his book, um, 
he said that he he tells the story of how he became a vegan and how he went back to eating meat at one point and everyone in his family was patting him on his back and we're like yeah, yeah. That welcome was. back <laughs> welcome back you know because it makes them feel comfortable right yeah and um and i started crying because i mm. just could feel how the pain and suffering that he was ingesting and putting into his body and how sad it made him feel so yeah. hearing people's stories, you know, reading the different stories in the Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle and hearing different people's stories of how they came to this place in their life of having, ingesting the energy of what we call in yoga, sattva, light, yeah. the positivity, good energy, and that, that raises our serotonin, that raises our vibration. And, you know, everything, every energy, everything that we do is vibration the vibrations that we put out then create vibrations that come back to us and so being exposed to all of these different books in the ultimate raw vegan bundle really allows us to then create higher vibration for ourselves and connect with with people that are like us you know you'll find Absolutely. you will find someone out of the 55 books in the ultimate raw vegan bundle you will find someone that you resonate with and you can say oh that's like me Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same as, you know, like finding yoga teachers and stuff like multiple people who have a similar path and similar kind of views, but you just hear it a little bit of a different way. It has a little bit of a different spin or a little bit of a different energy from it, or you just really identify with their story. Right. It's like, it is awesome. And it is such a diverse group, you know, like we have so many people from all over the world. And like you said, so many different types of books and it's from simplicity to gourmet and from mindset to, you know, entrepreneurship and like everything in between. So it's, and, and yoga as well, which, I mean, I, I come from a holistic background, you know, I mean, once I found yoga, that kind of opens you up into holistics. And then I went to school for holistic nutrition. And like, I, I try and pour that into everything because a lot of times people get into health and they think it's diet. It's like raw food diet. It's like, no, it's, you know, like healthy, holistic, raw food lifestyle. That's, you can, you can be on the healthiest diet in the world, or you can be like a yogi, but not actually be healthy, right? Because you're, missing mm -hmm. some of the important links in the overall arch of holistic health. And it's, it's kind of the same as uh, yoga. If you just only focus on the asanas, you know, like you're going to be missing the, the depth of the practice and all the benefits that come with it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I, I, I agree with you. And um, it, when I first started, when I first opened my yoga studio, um, I was still smoking. <laughs> yeah. 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 When, when yeah. I first went raw, when I first went raw, I would allow myself to have a cigarette rather than cooked food because I felt that a cigarette would cause less physical, mental, emotional stress than one cooked meal. Um, wow. And I would actually still say it that. It, no, it did. It definitely it did. did because it did, especially at that point, because I had a whole bunch of uh, mental, emotional baggage on top of it. Right. Like I and uh, the physical aspect was real but I had mental, emotional baggage around it. And, uh, and yeah, I, I let that go. I don't still have cigarettes here and there, but, but I would still actually probably contest if I was going to have either a cooked meal. It depends what the cooked meal is. It, it definitely depends what the cooked meal is. But anyways, that was part of my story too. Yeah, as a yeah. cigarette, uh, during the beginning year of the raw food diet. Yeah. I gave up all kinds of things. I gave up marijuana. I gave up alcohol. I gave up meat gave up cigarettes but mm -hmm. the only thing that i miss the only thing i miss is cigarettes yeah. <laughs> i think about smoking oh. every single day <laughs> well they say they say uh when the chips are down a smoker is always a smoker um and, and now well, i would say too like if 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 cigarette smoking was healthy i'd still smoke you know like if it was like oh. really good for you because i i really enjoyed it you know but I didn't enjoy how it made me feel and I didn't enjoy knowing that I was paying exorbitant fees, especially in Canada, um, yeah, yeah. for a company that is killing people, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. it's horrible. Right. But, uh, but I can, I can identify with what you're saying there, you know, like it's the same thing too. Like sometimes like, you know, if, if McDonald's was actually cruelty free and very healthy, I'd still eat there, you know, like, you know, I would, but I can't, I, it's not in alignment with who I am anymore. So it's, it's easy not to make that choice. Right. But yeah. 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 Cigarettes are like crack to me. I can never have another one. I can't even have a puff. If I had a puff yeah. off of a cigarette, oh. by the end of the week, I would be smoking 
a pack a day. But if there was, if some, yeah. if, a, if a news broadcast came in right now and, and then like an Amber alert, you know, when they come in on your phone and it was like a meteor cr crater is coming to hit the earth, we'll all be extinct in 30 minutes. I would go in the store right now and get some cigarettes. That'd be the first thing you do, hey? <laughs> That's, like, too yeah, that's, that's too funny. That's too funny. Here we go. And then the meteor goes by and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go again, back off the cigarette wagon. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. Totally. yeah, that is that awesome. They have vegan burgers and yeah. someone's yeah, just saying they have vegan burgers at McDonald's a, and stuff. My husband had a vegan burger in India. And I was so yeah. mad because I got... I got caught up in security at the airport um, because yeah. I had a, one of those little packs that you can charge your phone. And in India, you're not allowed to take those around. And so I was trying yeah. to smuggle it through security. And, um, <laughs> and I got caught at the security line. And my husband went off and went to McDonald's and got himself a vegan McDonald's burger. And I was so jealous. I was like, I wanted that. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I've never tried one of those, but, you know, kind of like what you said before, um, in my first probably, realistically, probably like seven or eight years as a raw foodist, if I had like a bite of cooked food, it'd send me on like a, at least a mental, emotional, like roll down the hill. And earlier on in the first four years, it sent me down a, a physical roll down the hill where I'd like, wow. if I had one bite, I'd be like, oh, well, you're a failure now. Um, you know, I'm a failure. I might as well just have all my favorite foods, you know, like all the ones I missed. And then it'd take a day or two or three to get back on track. And that happened like three or four times in my first five years. And then after that, it was just, it would trigger my mind. So I was just like, no, that's too slippery of a slope. I cannot ever touch it. It's completely off limits. Um, yeah. And then probably in the last like five years, I've been raw for 17 years now. Now I'm at a place where I can, but it's not worth it. Like I could have one bite and there have been times my girlfriend, she's a vegan chef. So she makes something incredible. I'll try a bite if she's like, try this, you have to, you know, if I want to, I, I won't take the have to's, but if I desire to, then I will too. Um, but it, it doesn't set the same kind of chain reaction anymore, you know, and I, I feel really, uh, really blessed by that. And part of it, I think, is just the, um, the acceptance of it, you know, like, and, and the full acceptance of like, that doesn't make me any less, because at one point, I did actually believe that. And like, I, I now know, like, absolutely, like, you know, there's a difference between like mentally knowing and physically knowing, like, I absolutely now know, like, no matter what you eat, it doesn't determine your self worth or, you know, your value or anything, even an iota, right? It's just an experience and a choice. And um, I'm way more grounded in my choices than I ever was, but it took quite a while to get there. And um, it's a it's a pretty crazy journey with with choices and how they can impact you and how we can find ourselves doing things that we never wanted to do or thought we'd never do again, right? And so. Yeah, that's a beautiful share. I'm so glad that you shared that because I think that um, I find that a lot that people, we will put ourselves down because we're not perfect, but we're human and, and there are there are no perfect humans. That's not even part of the human experience perfection. It's not, it, once we embrace that that isn't what we were meant to be or meant to do, it's so freeing. It's so freeing to understand that perfection isn't actually part of our karma or journey on this planet as humans. I'm you know, glad that you funny, came to that. Because I actually have a different view on perfection, which it, it is funny because you might have seen me like twitch a teeny bit. Um, and it's something <laughs> I, I definitely want to let go of. But because I, I have a very different view of perfection. Because to me, often that's what's said, you know, like, there is no such thing as perfection, right? Um, but to me, that's a linear thought, like perfection being an end state, a static state. To me, everything is perfect. Like, I believe I am perfect. I believe you are perfect. I believe everything that has ever happened is perfect. It's just a continually unfolding of, of God's awareness, right, of our awareness. And each and every experience is perfect in the light that it allows us to more consciously create what we want in the future, right? So um, I just think it's the, the definition of perfectionism or the definition of perfect you know, coming from a place of something to attain as something just to be and to experience. Yeah, I cannot disagree with that theory. That is beautiful. I love that. I love it, that. To that me, that's freeing as well. I, I understand both, both can be very freeing. But for, mm -hmm. for me, that is the most freeing way. Because it's just like, literally, I can't screw up. Like, I, like, 
And, and yeah. I just can fail to learn in this moment from what I'm experiencing and choosing. And I can fail to be aware that I am actually either unconsciously knee-jerk reaction choosing something or unconsciously choosing it. And the more we consciously choose things, the more streamlined our experience becomes, the less we knock our head, right? But, but it's all perfect. I mean, I knocked my head a hell of a lot before I became a little bit more conscious and then sometimes go back to unconscious and then a little bit more conscious. But I, I do, again, I believe it's all perfect in its place. And that can be a hard pill to swallow for some when we look at like major travesties and events and, you know, devastations and things that are just like very, very unfair, you know, people being born in situations. And then for me, that's where I step back and think it is, you know, like karmically in lifetimes and us all going to a direction. That's the only way that I can rationalize um, mm -hmm. perfection mm -hmm. in the face of atrocities. And that's not to diminish or to have lack of empathy for anything ever, but uh, to take a step back from this life outside of it is, is the way I see that uh, measuring up. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. That's a great way to look at it. It's interesting. It's interesting how we all find a different way to comfort ourselves. Yes. You know, yes. when we, yes. when we talk about, there was a, a, a big study done by Harvard on happiness Mm -hmm. and how people achieve happiness. And one of the things that they said is that you, we don't have to believe in, in one thing. We don't have mm -hmm. to believe in one kind of incarnation of God or universe spirit, however mm -hmm. we define it. But having some definition of a greater power in our lives mm -hmm. leads to greater happiness for people. This was like a 30-year study done by Harvard. And yeah. so just having our own definition of how the universe works actually leads us to having greater happiness. This comes back to what we were talking about earlier about trusting our intuition and trusting ourselves yeah. to make those decisions and on what we believe and what we feel and how that resonates with us. And, and, you know, maybe some of the things that I said, people are like, yeah, that works for me. Or maybe some of the things that you said, people are uh, on the, on the, the, the video today are people who watch it later. They're like, yeah, that works for me more. Mm -hmm. And feel free to take anything and discard anything. I Absolutely. always tell it to people yeah. when they're taking my trainings, you know, if you, if you resonate with something that I have said or that I've produced in, in the course, take it. It's yours. If, yeah. if you don't, then ignore it. You, yeah. we don't have to agree. You get yeah. to be yourself individually. We each get to choose individually how we're going to experience this life. And I saw something. I love, I love TikTok. I'm sorry. I am addicted. And um, <laughs> I've stayed I away blame... because of that. I've stayed away <laughs> specifically because of that. <laughs> I blame my friend. I blame my friend Yelly's belly, who, you know, she's the one that got me on there. And yeah. um, so, but there was somebody that said the other day on there, I saw a TikTok that said, this whole world is created for you. Yes. This whole world that you're experiencing, everything that's happening is happening for you. If you decide that it is, mm -hmm. if you decide that it is. And I thought, wow, that's really impactful. And I don't, I don't mean in a selfish way, like, oh, I'm the center yeah. of the universe, but yeah. everything that's unfolding is unfolding for me. It's all yeah. happening for me. It's not happening to me. To you. It's Absolutely. all happening yeah. for my soul's greater transformation mm. on this yeah. planet to go through my karmas, through the karma saya, so that I yes. can find the, the lesson that I'm meant to learn. And that's how it is for, in my opinion, for each of us. And I thought that was very beautiful. 110%. I totally, I totally feel the same way and think that is beautiful. I mean, how, how much lighter can things be right than believing in that kind of message where yeah the have or the for you instead of the like to you it's just i, I absolutely love that i know i know um what's his name gary v says that a lot he's a pretty inspiration inspirational guy too right and it's like there's yeah. always a way to flip things and you know you know it's, it's, there's no i don't think there's any coincidence that some people who are like renowned uh nihilists or renowned um you know, philosophers that don't believe in the higher divinity or power uh, ended up going mad, you know, or like going kind of crazy. You get like someone like Nietzsche who like went completely mad, you know, and was one who declared God is dead, right? And um, I, I find it all really interesting. I remember when I was looking up books by Nietzsche, uh, the bookstore owner was like, no, you don't want to read that. You want to read this. And he's like trying to point me towards other stuff. And I was like, no, I totally want to read this stuff, right? But it's, <laughs> it's pretty wild.
Yeah, yeah, it's a little depressing. But I mean, that goes in with the whole the whole thing from that study is that, you know, if we don't have anything that we believe, it is depressing. It It is a bummer. And I, I remember going through that myself. Like, I remember going through that real conflict because I grew up in a very Christian home and I went to Catholic schools and yes. my family was very militant about it. And I, I definitely um, rejected that. And for a very long time, I wouldn't even use the word God. I wouldn't, yeah. I would not resonate with that energy whatsoever. I was like, there is no God. That's not real. I'm not going to have yeah. that crutch in my life. And I was terribly unhappy and I was depressed yeah. for a very long time. And I thought that the best way to handle that would be taking medications that numbed yeah. me out. And I did yes. that for about 10 years um, yes. until I lost my job and I started teaching yoga full-time and through the practice of teaching yoga I was able to find my interpretation of God yes. and I think that and 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 trust myself to create that interpretation and suddenly I have never felt that depressed you know yes. like I have never felt that bad outside of when I just recently had the c-word um yes. that did that did make me very depressed when I had that but um which is uh, you know, a whole nother conversation about chemical imbalance and that particular mm. C word thing. But, um, but, <laughs> uh, but, but I, but through finding a connection to spirit that worked for me, yeah. I've been able to resonate on a vibration. That's a lot happier and create amazing things in my life and help others create amazing things in their life. So, yeah. you know, I love, I love, I love that we each, you know, when I realized we can each define our own interpretation of God's spirit universe, that yeah. it does not have to be what our parents did. Just because our parents did, it doesn't mean that that's the yeah, right one. Mean, they didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know. They did not know. No, I think, I think we're, uh, I think we are uh, a generation and uh, more than a few generations uh, recognizing, yeah, that it, it isn't the have to, it isn't the should. You know, I think uh, people are a lot more likely to just be to do what they're told and just do what is right and do because everyone does. And we're waking up to our, our own personal experience and our own, uh, you know, personal relationship with God or with creator or with divinity, rather than uh, being stuck in a box around what it is and you have to believe this, right? And to me, that just makes so much sense why that lead to more connection and more happiness as well, uh, especially if it's not a God you can identify with, right? Then it's not really a deeper connect. It's not really a deep connection that way. Right. And I have a similar experience too, because I was, I was raised in a Catholic school and uh, Catholic upbringing. It wasn't super strict, but, but it led me to the same kind of feelings too, where I just, I rejected it, didn't want anything to do with it. And then came to find my own through yoga and raw food and just connecting more with that, you know, and connecting deeper with myself. Um, but uh, yeah, every, everyone, I guess, has their own journey with that. Right. It's uh no yes. one path. There's no one path. No. Before we before we end today, um, I just want to say that I'm so grateful to meet with you. I know you. this is going to sound a little bit funny, but you've been kind of like a rock star to me. And um, <laughs> I've done a lot the of the silly banana guy. In like that, I've been involved in some things that you've been involved in, and I've always wanted to meet you. And I enjoy your content so much. And I'm so grateful to, to talk to you today. And, um, you know, I, I do, I'm going to, after this is finished, I will save it to my device and um, upload Perfect. it to my podcast so that people I'll can share listen it from there to it too. anytime. Yeah. Um, my podcast is Yoga Liberty, just like, um, just like my Instagram name. Everything that I have is Yoga Liberty, including my okay. TikTok. So if you ever want to see my reels, they actually come out the day before on TikTok. But, oh no! Way. I can't. Yeah, I can't get TikTok. TikTok. I can't get. I can't do it. I've, I've been pushed. I've been pushed into every uh, social media platform by force. Um, I, I didn't want to be a part of Facebook. I got pushed in. I didn't want to be a part of Twitter. I got pushed in. I didn't want to be a part of Instagram. I got pushed in, and then I love it. And I, I, I got too many things I love in my life. Is that possible? I don't know. I will tell you that TikTok is is a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's really, just, I'm just living my best TikTok life here, you know. That's it. It's really, it's 
I gotta take break. But I'm, <laughs> usually, what I do is I'll film a bunch at once, and then I, yeah. I put them out. You know, like as I'm watching the TikToks, I'll be like, "Oh, I say, I'm gonna save that one because that's one I'd like to do." And um, yeah. you know, I come up with ideas. But um, but yeah, now that Instagram's competing with TikTok, it's TikTok's platform is a lot easier to record on. And they have yeah. a lot more options. It's it's a higher level of, of editing as available. So, anyhow, yeah. um, I do. I, I edit outside of Instagram. I have another. I have another appointment, oh. but I'm so grateful to have to have talked to you today, and I really enjoyed yeah, this conversation. Um, and I hope that this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, like Casablanca. <laughs> I got to watch that. Is, I can't believe I, I say that, but I, I feel like I saw the Casablanca cartoon, like the Disney version, but not the real one. No, you is there even a Disney one? one? Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> yeah, I got a... your assignment for tonight. That's... That is your All right, homework. I'm writing it down over here. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll meet in 3D sometime, and then life will get a little bit easier to do some traveling and you know meet at a, a rock food or a yoga festival or some conglomerate of that somewhere in the future yeah. that'd be pretty or sweet. maybe we make our own maybe we bring together yes. all these people that we know because we have a very wide network where um, are you i right now so i live in a caravan um in a in a travel trailer uh we also have a sailboat in texas that we uh sometimes live in but um right now we're in the the caravan and i am in nevada getting yep. my solar installed on it because we just bought a new one. So I'm getting my solar installed and then we'll be headed to Arizona as soon as nice. that's finished. Yeah, we live off grid in the winter yeah. Um, yeah. in the middle of the desert and it's so wonderful. It's so that's beautiful. I, I feel very spiritually connected to the desert. But I, so I, you know, I, I have a similar dream to have a, a solar powered uh, like motor home that's like I may not live in it full time, but I definitely want to spend a lot of time traveling with solar powered, like full clean energy motorhome. That's the dream. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, you're already living. You can get the engine to run. You know, meet with Elon Musk. He's doing that. It's it's already <laughs> going on. I, I had one guy on my retreat who was like, you know, had multiple patents. I know you got to go, so I'll be really quick. But I had multiple patents, and he converted so many vehicles from like motorcycles to cars to motorhomes into full solar with the engine and everything. It's definitely doable, but the 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 length of time, the journey, Mr. Tesla, he'll he'll have that hooked up soon. Yeah. Well, they have yeah. they have the trucks. They have solar. They, or no, they, they don't have, have solar. The they have battery power. But. And I heard that the trucks can tow like twelve thousand pounds, which is pretty good. Because yeah. my truck, I have a Ram fifteen hundred, and it can tow ten thousand eight hundred pounds. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, so see, I like I, I figure they're twelve thousand. I figure they're semi because it's big. Like if you just fitted the whole thing in solar panels, like like everywhere, like the roof and the sides, and then had windows, you could make that into a house. It'd be a sick it's, house. It's really the batteries, the battery capability. Yeah. You got to have the big lithium batteries. Yeah. You know to 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 hold the power that you harness. Because yeah. it's the, the panels just bring in the power, but you got to have something that, that holds that power after it comes in. So we have 200 amp hours of lithium batteries on our, um, our, on our travel trailer. Our sailboat has AGM batteries, which are not as good as lithium, but they came with that. And yeah. we didn't want to invest the extra, you know, the, the system on our, our, our camper is like a $5,000 system. And we did not want to invest that in the boat. Um, so, um, anyhow, you know, it is, the future's it is. bright, the future's bright. I think it's going to get better and better with all that stuff. Yeah. You know? We mostly yeah. generate all our own power. We do not. That's awesome. And we have a, a composting toilet and, um, and we go and, and live in the desert and it's really phenomenal and really fantastic. And it's been so long that I've been a part of regular society that I really have a hard time. Being integrating in, yeah, yeah I, I have yeah. a really hard time because my like base is kindness and you know yeah. it's really the when i was talking earlier about how i had a hard time at first on social media like 10 years ago um because people would make fun of me for my weight um in the in the world that i live in like that's not even somebody nobody ever talks about that 
Like, yeah. you know how when you live in a city, people mm-hmm. are like, you gotta get fancy clothes and get dressed up and have the perfect body and do your makeup. Yeah. Like, I haven't put makeup on and I don't even know how long. I don't even know how long it has been. It's been so long that I, I was talking to Lisa about, she's my coach and she helps me with um, YouTube and stuff. And I was talking to her, I was like, is there a filter that will help like kind of make my skin, I have a little bit of rosacea, just make it look a little clearer. She was like, well, you could try makeup. And I was like, oh, 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 yeah. Makeup I does never, that? I never thought about that. I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think the last time I wore it was for Halloween or something. Years <laughs> well, ago. I mean, probably makeup was not part of your everyday routine as a teenager. No, no, I know. I'm being a jackass. It's, it's part of my nature. <laughs> so anyhow, well, thank you so much. If y'all have not gotten the Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle, uh, run out and do it because it is limited. It is going to go away and it has uh, over 50 books. For $50, so you're getting each book for under a dollar. There's a wide variety. It is phenomenal. You are going to love it. You can get it from the link in my bio or the link in Chris's bio, or you can go to bit.ly slash raw yoga retreat and grab your uh, 55 books today. So thank you so much, Chris. Again, it's been Thank absolutely you so much. You too. A little starstruck. Thank you. I'm excited to oh. have met you. <laughs> too fun much love to you thank you so much for the awesome conversation and to everyone who watched too definite pleasure i'll talk to you soon sounds good enjoy the day and enjoy the heat out there we're we're getting rainy over here it's cold there's snow on the mountains oh okay (laughs) (laughs) Okay. enjoy the cold desert (laughs) all right bye-bye bye-bye